recording. This is episode 1717 of Peaked in College. Uh, Craig, did you think we would make it this far? Be honest with me. No. I thought we'd make it to 10. You thought we would not make it past 10 episodes of Peaked in College? No, I, I, th- I thought we'd make it. I thought we'd make it. I thought we'd actually get here a little quicker, but that, that's my fault. So, Yeah, I think we've been doing this for like, what, a year and a half at least? Yeah. So when you put it that way, 17 episodes is pretty not very impressive. Yeah. <laughs> but I think we can pick up the pace um, and, and yeah. get things going. Uh, first, before I introduce our special guest of the day, I wanted to, to show something that connects us to, to the last episode with, with uh, Jake Horseman or Horse. Uh, check it out. Shout out Horse and his, his girlfriend. Shout out Horse and his girlfriend for the Peaked in College uh, merchandise. We'll see if we can uh, touch base with them and, and get them to be a partner uh, to start making merchandise, and we'll sell it. Uh, we'll get an online website. Um, our guest here today has already volunteered to run the website, so thank you. Uh, and without further ado, uh, today we have a spe- very special guest. Uh, it's my brother, uh, Matt Wood. So, Matt, welcome. Thanks for having me. Yeah, long-time listener. I've been trying to get on the show for a while, but... Uh... So glad uh, we found some time. Um, <clears throat> excited. Yeah, he has been been asking me for a while, so I apologize. Uh, I think I'll blame Craig uh, for the most part. Yeah. He said, you know, no, we're not bringing family into this. You know, this is a friend deal. Uh, we're not going to get get family involved. So I was like, Craig, just hear me out. You know, let's just give it, give him a chance. You know, and he finally let him on. So, so we're we're happy to have you. The the, uh, the only reason I, I I agreed to it was because I, I need to hear some funny David stories about when he was a kid. Do you have any good ones? This I don't think uh, he has. No. <laughs> yeah, let me think about it. Maybe I'll uh, add a few towards the end of the show here. I did not plan for that. <laughs> <laughs> we can always have you back on too. So, Craig. It's been obviously a month and a half since the last episode. Everyone can see that it's time stamped uh, on Spotify and and YouTube and Apple Podcasts. So, uh, basically, one of the main reasons because you've had a lot of life changes. Um, so, why don't you uh, now tell the audience, you know, what's been going on? What, why haven't they been able to listen to some peaked in college? What's been going on with you? Yeah, so I mean, it's football season's coming up, so I've been doing a lot of fantasy football drafts. So that's been eating away a lot of my time. Uh, but but I guess the the main life update, I started a new job. So um, that was hectic and wrapping up my old job, you know, trying to finish all my projects. And then um, starting up, I was in Virginia meeting the team last week and, you know, doing all that onboarding stuff and, and you know, figuring out what that the ne- next step like looks like takes a lot of time. And I was doing a lot of interviews and stuff like that. So that, uh, that consumed a lot of time, but I'm back now. Um, and, and yeah, I'm excited with my new job. I'm doing dental insurance out in Virginia. So yeah. So why don't you tell people what it's like to to get fired for sexual harassment? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that is that is completely fake news. I was uh, I was not fired. I put in I put in my two weeks, but I gave him four weeks. So it was it was a very I think it, I think I left on good terms. Oh, it was it was a respectful quit. That's good. Yeah, I tried to make it respectful. You allow them time to, to fill their their spot. Yeah. Two weeks, you know, putting in the whole two weeks thing, you know, that's kind of just like a rule of thumb. I feel like two weeks is pretty quick to to give someone yeah. notice and quit, you know. Like four weeks was quick. Like I was like, I mean, wrapping stuff up and like saying goodbyes, like that that stuff takes time. Did weird. you cry when you said goodbyes? No. But it was, I did feel emotional. I, I really did. Like it, yeah. it, it was weird. I said after did you I cry finished, when you left? 
after I finished my residency, like at the on my last day, I went around and said goodbye to all the pharmacists, and it like got me. You you know you get like that swollen feeling in your throat. You know when yep. you're like you're not gonna cry, but you're getting there. That's yes. kind of what I had. Yeah, that's a better way of putting it. But the other thing too is like I wasn't in person, so like it's a little different. You know, your last days from home. I did I did go in like the day before for a team happy hour, but um, like my actual last last day when emotions are running the highest. I was just at home, so. Well, that's good. I'm glad you glad glad you handled it well. Excuse me. Um, you know, you always give me a lot of shit for not smiling or laughing, uh, but you now have met Matt Wood, who smiles and laughs much less than I do. Uh, so, Matt is a man of few words. You know, I was I was surprised when he said he wanted to come on the podcast, but I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what he has to offer. Matt, how many times could you would you say that you've cried? Yeah, and actually, uh. <laughs> yeah how many times have you cried over what i don't know i mean i feel like you could count it a lot of emotion those of you that know d wood knows he's we're very, very similar in some ways now that we're kind of older but d wood's definitely a lot more touchy-feely like i would have no problem leaving a new job i'm sure d wood was <laughs> crying to his 60 year old pharmacist uh karen buddy about uh who makes him dinner um me don't really care kind of on the next step but uh so a lot different there um surprisingly you think d wood has a lot of grinds my gears i've got a couple grinds in my gears too so yes let's go but yeah i don't, I don't think uh i don't think i i like keeping a neutral not too high not too low you know I like that. I've, I've always respected about you that that you can keep such a level head. Uh, you know, I think I've tried to to learn that from you is trying to just whatever whatever life throws at you, just not letting it rattle you too much. You know, I, I feel like when I was growing up, at least, you know, I would I would cry at everything. I'd cry every time I struck out. I'd cry every time he gave me a purple nurple. You know, whatever it might have been. You know, it just just life is full of of emotional things. And and Matt has taught me that you can't just let it get to you you know you can't let everything get to you because it's going to break you down you got you got to be tougher than that you know one thing i got to say d wood uh, first of all i like that i like is that what you call him um but he's got a way more impressive beard than you could ever grow what's up with that i know i don't know if that's like the beard oil or it's like some sort of supplement he's taking i don't know i got to get on that whatever it is because <laughs> at, at at uh I guess that's a good segue into what I was going to say next is that Matt recently got married. Um, but at his, at his wedding, you know, all my aunts and uncles would come up to me and say, you know, how does Matt get that beard? Cause you know, you and your dad certainly cannot get that beard. And I was like, well, thank you for the reminder. I don't really know what he does, what kind of illegal supplements he's taking to get that beard and growing in there. But you know, it's, it's, it is impressive. I'll give you that. And congrats, Matt. That's awesome. Was it, was it a fun, a fun wedding? Did you have a good time? Oh yeah, good time. Um, remained uh, not too high, not too low. Uh, it was good times. Do what had a good speech, being best man. Uh, yeah, it was good. Party around the honeymoon. It was awesome, perfect. Um, funny uh, honeymoon in Mexico. We were uh, in the Brittany pl- uh, planned everything. I couldn't even tell you what flight we were on, where we were going, any. Any single thing. She had my passport, like the plane ticket. Everything. Not surprised. I was just following her along, uh, grabbing her uh, suitcase and stuff. You know, being a gentleman. Yep. Um, 
funny about the trip was on the way from the airport to the resort, it was like 30, 40 minutes. You know, those drivers in Mexico, there was construction on the way back, um, like to the airport. So 40 minutes from airport to resort, I pissed at the resort. It was two and a half hours sitting in Mexico traffic. I had to uh, get out of the van. Uh, we were in like a van with like six people. I I'd be like, dude, I got to piss. I can't hold it anymore. And I got out in traffic in Mexico on the side of that highway. I had, I ran up like 50 yards so that I could like meet them when I'm done pissing. Cause I had to go for like a minute. Like, cause I was holding that long. Uh, <laughs> and then, uh, and all the freaking vans look the same. I almost like didn't get picked up, but yeah, I had to pee on the side of the Mexico highway cause we were in the van for two and a half hours. <laughs> You can't you hold a piss for two and a half hours. <laughs> you said you emptied the tank at it the was funny, uh, Well, yeah, but like when you're drinking all week and stuff, your bladder is just so short and it takes a while to get back. <clears throat> it, was, it was funny though uh, when I got back in the van, Brittany's like like laughed at. We were like most of the people in the van and the dude driving very little English and. We were, we were in the back of the van, and I, like, ran up to the front. And as I'm, like, opening the door already, I'm, like, you mind if I take a leak? And, like, take a leak? They didn't really know what that meant. Like, pee, whatever. Yeah, that's not like, yeah. They had no idea. <laughs> She's, like, they, like, turned around in the van and was, like, take a leak? What is he doing? <laughs> yeah, sometimes but the yeah, English slang. That was the only, like, but otherwise it was wrong. Sometimes the English slang doesn't translate over well, but I'm glad they, they waited for you and you weren't stuck in Mexico. That would be rough. Yeah, you could have probably ended up like with the cartel on the side of the highway and just get snatched. I feel like he would have fit in with the cartel. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he would have been one of those guys that, that actually blends into the cartel instead of just gets murdered right away. Except you, you don't know. Works his way up. Yeah, except you don't know a lick of Spanish, so I don't know how well that would go, actually. Did you find it difficult to survive down there without any Spanish knowledge, or does everybody at the resort just speak English and it's fine? Oh, it's all English, yeah. It's and it's like, I like you don't you don't know if like it's disrespectful to say like gracias and like like the little Spanish that the four words that you do know. I never know if it's like disrespectful to like say gracias and then the, a couple times i think i did and then they're like oh speak spanish like thinking if they, they could talk spanish to me i'm like no so like, <laughs> then i just wrapped up saying gracias like thank you all english yeah i don't know what that is but I, I would agree with you that it does feel disrespectful like when you like sprinkle in the spanish you know like when you're at like a mexican restaurant or something and you know they bring you your food you just want to say like thank you but you also want to like try to speak their language and and you know make them feel more comfortable Rather than like, I don't know, just, yeah, I, I won't go down that path. But but anyways, like when you say it, you know, it just feels like they're just like, okay. And you know, the, you see like the the white family sitting next to you, grassy ass, grassy ass, you know, <laughs> poor, poor favor, poor favor, poor favor. Shout out to uh, Professor Massad. She listens to this, this uh, podcast and she taught me, you know, most of the Spanish that I know. So uh, I appreciate your support, your, your love and support. You've been a wonderful professor and a wonderful friend. So I'm sorry that it took this long to give you a shout out, but this was a good, good way for it to come up. Um, maybe I need to talk to her about that. Finding the good balance of, 
of you know speaking and and being respectful while while not uh, insulting. Because um, I do know a little bit of Spanish, I need to use it a little bit more. Maybe I need to go to go to Mexico, go on some trips, and, and use it more. Because I tell you what, here in Nebraska and, and in Iowa, you're you're not going to get much use out of it. But um, yeah, I mean, we it's a good Spanish episode. It's a good skill to have. Yeah, we could try. Do you know much Spanish? Oh yeah, you went to Spain. Un poquito. Yeah, I, I, my mom is a Spanish teacher too. Shout out my oh, mom. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I forgot about that. It, definitely rusty, but uh, at, at one time I felt pretty good about it, but. I'm surprised that you're not fluent if your mom's a Spanish teacher. It's almost disrespectful for you because you don't respect your brother's profession. No, but that, that's her profession. We didn't grow up every day speaking Spanish. Well, you, why not? I would be like, <laughs> mom, that's a really cool skill. Could you teach me? Like I should learn because that's the way the world is, is going. But you were like, mom, I don't want to learn Spanish. Like I speak English it's perfectly fine how it is. When you're eight years old, you you want to rebel against your parents. I, I was like, no, I don't ever want to take Spanish. That she was my thought process. She doesn't teach, uh, teach Spanish anymore? No, she still does she, she, for a couple more years. But, um, but yeah, like when I was a kid, like I, I feel like it's normal for kids not to want to like, do what their parents want them to do. And they, they didn't really push it hard on us. Like they were never like, oh, you need to, you know, do Spanish in fifth grade. Like we just took it when we could in high school. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, speaking of rebelling against your parents, my brother here, you know, him him and my father have a have a really interesting relationship. Uh, I would say I would say that they they love each other, um, but they also butt heads because I think it's because they're very similar to each other. Matt would probably disagree. My dad would probably disagree. But uh, they they it is a clash of the titans every time one of those guys gets pissed. So. Uh, <laughs> We, we won't get into that because I think my dad listens. Uh, I don't know if mom and dad have listened to the last episode with horse. I don't, I don't know. Maybe they just stopped being interested in, in peaked in college, but um, we'll see what happens. That, that's funny. I, I guess I can totally see that. Matt and Tom makes sense. Have, have you ever met Tom yet? I have not. He said he wants to come on the show. I don't know, Matt. I don't know what you think about, about letting, letting Tommy would come on. I don't know how, how well that would go. I'd be for it. I think that'd be awesome. T Wood. Uh, I would like to hear it. If, if he's going to come on and be honest, um, <clears throat> I don't know when I was in college and he always yelled at me for everything I did and acted like I was doing these crazy things that he's never done or whatever. And then uh, I talked to uh, Tim, his brother, and hear, hear a couple stories that uh, don't align what he's uh, told me and said uh, so. I guess in that way we're not so different, but so if he's going to come on here and admit some of those stories, I'd like to hear it. <laughs> yeah, I think I think he would have some good stories to tell. I think he probably did peak in college as well. That that's one question that we we are striving to ask every guest that comes on the show. Matt, Matt, would you say that you peaked in college? Well, absolutely not. <clears throat> and reason one, he brought up the beard. I mean, <laughs> I was yeah, ugly you, and fat in college. But you, you had cool flow. No, I didn't. I tried to, like, you know, look like Bradley Cooper, all those, like, Grant Pitt, <laughs> all those stars with, like, long hair. And then I got long hair, and I realized I'm just fat and ugly, and, like, I don't have their face. So, like, I thought I'd look like them with their hair, and it just didn't work. So <clears throat> I absolutely did not peak in college. Um I have, a, I have a couple of different reasons for that, but uh, did you did you guys peak in college? 
I think I think we we definitely peaked in college, which is which is what the the podcast name came from. But here's what I've evolved as as you know the the episode and has uh, the podcast has come along is that you can peak many times, you can peak multiple times. You know, if you look at a mountain, it doesn't have just one tippy top peak. You know, it has many peaks. Uh, so I think one of my peaks was definitely college. What would you say, Craig? Yeah, I think I definitely I definitely think I peaked in college. Like I would say, I definitely yeah, those were the glory days. I definitely did not peak in high school. Like I was a loser in high school. Like I had cool friends, but I was bad at every sport I tried, you know, all, all that stuff. But when I got to college, you know, things started clicking a little bit, you know? So, um, yeah, I would say I had a little mini peak in college, but I, I feel like Matt, you had, you had some good moments in college. Do you have any, any good moments or stories that you wanted to tell the listeners? What? What about JV sports? Matthew, are you still with us? Can you hear we me? We might have lost him. <laughs> might have lost him. I think he's got bad Wi-Fi. I think Brittany's got to up the Wi-Fi. Uh, yeah, I have a couple, but um, <clears throat> before I get into that, um, I just said like sophomore year of high school, one of your peak. You're you're a pretty good JV star. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I will say I was pretty good on JV. And being on JV as a sophomore is nothing to be ashamed of. That's like a normal, that's a normal athlete progression. You know, I happened to be on JV as a junior as well, football, but we don't have to talk about that. I had a good sophomore year. That's on the move. Was that, was that in football? Uh, yes. Yeah. yeah. Was, uh, Matt, were you a good athlete? Were you a JV star? Let's just say that uh, Tom Wood did not pass on very athletic genes because uh, because Matt and I both, you know, had our struggles and we also were, were short. Like if you know us, you know, for those of you listening or watching that know us in person, both Matt and I are pretty short and we're taller than our dad. So like, oh, wow. you know, he, he did not help us with the height genes. You know, when I met you, Craig, freshman year, you were like a monster how tall you were. Like, I, you know, I don't see people as tall as you. So, um you know, we, we were not blessed with very athletic genes or, or athletic size, um, even though I think I think our dad was a decent athlete. I mean, so I don't know what what happened there, you know. Yeah, that's it's always interesting. What, what uh, sports did your dad play? Uh, football. He played Division three football until he blew both his knees out, which, you know, I think Apple doesn't fall far from the tree. I ended up blowing my knee out. So, yeah. uh but uh yeah football is the big one i think um i think he played all the other ones he was a big wrestler too i think matt tried wrestling for a year once, once we get matt back you know maybe he could tell a little wrestling story but yeah. um that was that was i think when my dad was more proud of my brother you know when he tried wrestling because i never did wrestling I, I i was just not a big guy like trying to you know get in that singlet it just was not my thing you know so i i just said no thanks on that one but yeah. Mac, Mac even shot. He was a that was a big uh, power lifter too. And in, in high school, he's got he had a lot of records in the wall of, of how many how much weight he could he could throw around. Oh, interesting. Are you back with us, Mac? Can you hear us? Yeah, I just uh, hopefully we're good. I just switch Wi-Fi, whatever. Can you hear me? Yeah, I think it yeah. sounds a little better at least. Yeah. Um, so Craig was asking, you know, what kind of sports you played in high school? What what were your glory days? What were you good at? Uh, I t- I told a little story about how you tried wrestling. You know, you're pretty good. You're a good power lifter. What else you got to offer? Oh no, I think I think wrestling was 
one of those things that I resented dad for, for <laughs> making me do. He made um, you do it? Because, yeah. <clears throat> do you have cauliflower here? So. I don't know. I don't. No, I did it for one year. And uh, I, I went like 1 and 35, maybe. I wrestled varsity my first year ever trying it. And I just lost every single match in like 10 seconds. It was the worst year of my life. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty demoralizing because wrestling, like you think like you could just go in with brute strength and, and you were a strong kid, you know, in high school, you thought that you could just go in there and just wrestle somebody around, you know, like you're wrestling me, but they, they have like all these moves. They've all been wrestling since they were little kids. So, you know, it's, it's a lot harder than it seems. Wrestlers are a different breed for sure. Craig, I'm surprised you and I didn't fight at all in college, whether it was a fist fighter or just wrestling, you know. The only people yeah. I really the only people I ever wrestled in, in college was uh my two roommates, Nate and Johnny Mills. Those guys we would just piss each other off to the nth degree and finally just we would snap and, and just wrestle it out, just duke it out. Who who won? Johnny? Johnny was a good right yeah, Johnny was probably the strongest out of us three, but you know, Nate we always would pin Nate, you know, we'd get him in a headlock or Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we, should have, we'll do, we should do some Oklahoma drill or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that sounds like good. Maybe at uh, Nate's wedding we'll do some Oklahoma yeah. drill. Yeah. I love it. I that I think that's the one thing I hate about football is just contact. You know, we did uh did some some of those drills obviously in football and I just hated getting hit, dude. It hurts so bad. Even when I would hit people, like it hurt me to hit people. So I was just like, This sucks, dude. So that's why I ended up being a star in flag football, I think, because it's no no physical contact. Yeah, no, I was the same. I yeah, getting hit sucked and I had a bad concussion too in, in eighth grade, and that's why I stopped playing football. Um but I feel like that's one reason why like I was fast was because I didn't want to get hit. So it gave me a little extra boost to run away from people. Dude. I remember like, I don't mean to talk about these old stories, but I remember I was on uh, special teams for varsity because basically because uh, my dad's like really good friend was the special teams coordinator. So he just put me on special teams and the very first kickoff of the year, Craig, I was like strapped up. I was jacked. I was ready to go. Everybody was all jacked up. I sprinted down. And I hit the first guy I saw and it rang my bell so bad, like in my head that I was just like, all right, that's it for me. I'm good on hitting people for the rest of the year. Like it was just, it's, it's not enjoyable. I think, I think maybe just, I don't know. It takes a special breed to, to deliver that kind of hit to people. The people that loved those contact drills were, were, were psychos. Yeah. Basically anybody that likes to, to hit people in football is kind of a psycho if you think about yeah. it. But the human body craves contact. That's what the people are saying. Hmm. Mine doesn't. I'll tell you that. You, you know, I, I want to keep this show lighthearted, but Matt actually had a, I think, if I'm remembering correctly, one of Matt's good friends in, in high school football, they like collided pretty bad. And his buddy was like brought out on a stretcher and, and you know, it was a pretty intense oh. moment. It was like raining that day. So it was just like a, it was a scene out of a movie, really. Matt, do you care to, to care to comment? I don't recall. What are you talking about? I thought the I thought the Quisto got got a a real bad concussion or neck injury or something. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He had one of those where like your arms go up like that. And you're yeah, yeah. There. that's scary. That's really scary. That's really scary. Yeah. Like, how does that make you want to like go back out there and hit somebody? You know, I would be like, I'm good. I'm good. I'm out. Yeah. That's why I like being a quarterback. You know, throwing on the the pra- the red practice jersey and. Hands off, baby. Hands off. Um, speaking of football, 
football season's right around the corner. I don't know if you guys watched uh, that game in, in Ireland, Nebraska versus Northwestern. I'm here living in Nebraska now, uh, so I'm kind of an impromptu Husker fan. And that was a disappointing first game as a, as a Husker fan, as a Nebraska native. So um, I don't know. Did you guys watch any of that? Or are you looking forward to football season? I did not watch. I haven't watched any preseason football or anything. Um, I've been just like keeping up with the news, though. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm pumped for it. I'm, I'm excited. I definitely love that first weekend of just like cracking, cracking a cold beer, you know, and watching a bunch of games, having a couple TVs up. It's, it's awesome. For sure. But yeah, th- thinking of you out in Nebraska, I'm, I'm sure you I mean, Cornhuskers, they love their football. So if, if it's a bad year for them, that makes it a lot less fun to be in the city. Yeah, it's been a bad year for them for the past like 20 years, <laughs> yeah. too, which is yeah. not a good thing. So, you know, the, vi- the vibes were pretty low yesterday around here. So I'm hoping that uh, things start looking up. But, you know, growing up, I was a Northwestern fan. Uh, Matt and my grandparents, so my dad's parents, they had season tickets to the Northwestern game. So we used to go to a couple games, you know, growing up. Uh, so you'd root for them and the whole, the whole, uh, my dad's side all roots for them. So, you know, it was a, my, my heart deep down was, was rooting for the cats. So it was good to see. It's cool. I didn't know that. Are you, are you a big gopher guy? Um, I'd say not really because they haven't been good. <laughs> like, they, they had a couple of fun basketball seasons back when like Tubby Smith was coaching. Um, and like, I, I was pretty into like, you know, for basketball, I was pretty, pretty much pretty into it, but then like they were just bad or they've been bad and kind of like the same for football. Like when they're good, I watch them, but um, I definitely like the Vikings more. Um, I actually were, I'm family friends with one of the guys who used to kick for the Gophers a couple of years ago. Um, so that was really cool to like watch him and stuff. And they had a couple, couple of good seasons, but because I didn't go there, like I don't feel the same connection, you know. So if they're like not very good, I'm I'm, I'm just not. I'm I'm a fake fan, so. Oh, but you feel connected to the Minnesota Vikings because you went there and you played there, Is right? That right. Yeah. No, no. But I grew up when I was five. Like I watched every Vikings game. You know, like that's that was just more built into you know what I did, my routine, my my family. Tradition. Matt, Matt, how are you feeling about the Chicago Bears this year? Fields uh, are good yesterday, but not good at all. He doesn't have weapons. He doesn't have protection. I don't like our D-line. Rokon Smith, what's going on there? That's lost. Like, our our next Briggs or Erlacher, and we're let it go away because he doesn't have an agent. Like, figure it out. Like, that's what we need for the defense. So, not good at all. Um, I was hoping Rodgers would pull something and leave Green Bay. Nope. So we have to deal with that for another two years. It's just not fun. Um, but we'll see, you know, every year. Oh, no, it's the first game. I always feel like, <clears throat> well, last year, I mean, feels, but I just feel like he doesn't have enough around him. There's so much talent out there now. Like, you look at the top half of the NFL, and it's nuts, like, the talent that they have. I mean, it's like the NBA now. It's like every team's an all-star team. Um, yeah. And the Bears aren't. I agree. I think the Bears are behind the times. They they think that you know they can get this this defensive mindset to win in the, in the NFL these days. And number one, our defense isn't very good anymore. Number two, in the NFL today, you got to have the offense, and the Bears absolutely do not have the offense. But I am glad that they got rid of Matt Nagy. I'm looking forward to to seeing a full season of Justin Fields with an off season. Um, when he was drafted, you know he was 
he was uh, destined to be the backup to to Andy Dalton, the Red Rifle. So now that he is the starter, the guy, you know, I feel at least optimistic about going into the season, like looking forward to watching him. That that's that's kind of one thing I picked up on last year is even the Bears games that I knew they were going to get their ass kicked, I was looking forward to watching Justin Fields. You know how good of a feeling it is to like have a quarterback finally that is like exciting to watch. And and as a Bears fan, we have not had that since slinging Jay Cutler. You know, it's been been a few years since Jay Cutler's played. Yeah, but even then we had Marshall, <clears throat> Jeffrey. Right. I know that's what I'm saying. That was a good. That was a good. That was a good era in in Chicago Bears football. And then since then, you know, we've had just like, you know, you've. You've seen it. You've seen the graphics. You know, every time the Bears play in primetime, they put the graphics of how we have no athletes and we haven't had a good, you know, stable starting quarterback. So it's just depressing, and I'm looking forward to hopefully seeing Fields blossom. It might not be this year, but I think it will be eventually. I'm hoping that it's in the Chicago Bears uniform. Your windows are so tight now with, like, when you have to win. And because quarterbacks, like, if he does pan out, like if he's really good, he's going to get paid a ton of money. So it's like your window is like will it, while he's still on that rookie deal or like maybe like first year of that extension. Yeah. There's just no room for error. How do you feel going into the season having Kirk Cousins as your quarterback once again? Um, I mean, you guys have some good weapons at least like around you. You got things to be excited about, but always knowing in the back of your head that you have Kirk Cousins, does that like just make you a little bit depressed, a little bit nervous? No, I think the whole dialogue around Kirk Cousins is frustrating because, like, I think he's, like, he's in that, like, maybe, you know, maybe top 10 to 15 tier of quarterbacks where, like, he's good, you know, like, he's a, he's a better quarterback back than most teams, but I don't think you can win a Super Bowl with them. So, like, you know, if, if our goal is to make the playoffs every year, I think he can do that most years. But, you know, it's like, it's not Super Bowl or bust. And I think that that's a fresh, like as a fan for the Vikings, I'd much rather the Vikings kind of go all in into a window and, and really go for it. But that's, I mean, that's not going to happen. Um, and, and I don't know, it's like, it, like you said, it's, you start every season 0-0 and like they have a new head coach. So like, I'm excited to see what he looks like. And, you know, he may totally suck and it might, we might have to blow it up again in three years, but like, there's a chance that he's really good. Maybe he'll knock cousins. I don't think it's going to happen, but you know, well, there's a, I don't know. There's a lot to learn, a lot to, lot to, you know, figure out what's going on. Don't you think though, like, I agree that Kirk Cousins is pretty, like pretty decent. Like he's a decent quarterback, but don't you, like you just, you just said unlock Kirk Cousins. You think there's a Kirk Cousins to be unlocked? Like, I think, I feel like we've seen what we've seen out of Kirk Cousins. I, I don't know if there's yeah, much more to offer. That That's fine. But I think even, even more like, and I was like overall a fan of Zimmer, but like, I think you could look back at the Vikings offense the past, you know, five years when you have Justin Jefferson, Thielen, Delvin Cook, and your offense isn't that explosive, like they weren't, they weren't run like they they run run the ball too much on first down. Like they don't run like an, a data driven offense. And so, you know, that they have all these weapons. Like I think they can be a lot more creative. Like I don't think anyone has ever looked at the Vikings offense under Zimmer and been like, wow, that was a really creative play. That they're not innovative. So, like you know, again, I, I don't. I, I agree. I think we know what Kirk Cousins is. But if we can get the ball to Jefferson in better situations, you know, maybe we don't need him unlocked. So all that to say, I'm predicting like nine and eight. 
you know, we'll see. You know, it's always hard to tell. I'm. Uh, I think we're both sick and tired of seeing the Packers win. You know, and seeing yeah. Aaron Rodgers. So I'm hoping that he he gets out of here soon. Maybe you know he'll get arrested for some of the stuff, all these substances he's trying. You know, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see what happens. But um, just here's to uh, hoping that the Packers suck this year. Uh, any any other comments on football, or or do you want to segue into uh, would you rather's? I think that's good. We, we we haven't started the season yet, so we'll uh, we'll dive more in when it actually starts. Actually, what I want to do first is grinds my gears. Uh, some you know for the last couple of episodes, I don't know if I've just been in a better mood or what the deal is, but I've really blown past the grinds my gears. I did it to horse, I did it to Matt. Uh, so hopefully, Matt, you brought some grinds my gears. Um, it's up to you if you want to go first, or do you want one of us to go first? No, go ahead. Okay. Uh, well, my grinds my gears. Number one, we we touched on a little earlier, but my brother got married. I was the best man. Um, my my grinds my gears of today is men's warehouse. Uh, I have a bone to pick with Men's Warehouse. Um, you should have seen these pants, Craig, that, that Men's Warehouse gave me. I'm trying to see if I have some sort of picture to pull up and, and show everybody that's watching on the show. But, uh, dude, I mean, they, they had me fitted. You know, you go into Men's Warehouse, first of all. Let's just rewind in the sequence of how Men's Warehouse goes. You go in there. It's some kid, you know, or, or, or some worker that's already stressed and pissed off for the day. They grab their little tape measure like they're out of the sewing kit. They grab you. They tell you to stand on a little platform. They wrap it around your waist. They wrap it up, you know, to your height, to the top of your head. They wrap it across your wingspan. You know, and they say, all right, go, go have a good day. And I'm like, I already know that this is not going to work and this is not going to fit. Then they have you pick up the suit like one day before the wedding. So I'm already thinking, well, this is not going to be good. This is a recipe for disaster. You know, I'm driving home to Wisconsin. I'm going to try this suit on. It's definitely not going to fit. And then I'm going to be in a bind, you know, not be able to get the things that I need for this wedding that I happen to be the best man in. So it's important how I look. You know, I don't want to be make the pictures look cra- look crappy because my outfit doesn't fit. Well, sure enough, Craig, these pants that I tried on were like, you know, 10 sizes too big. It was like if you closed your eyes at a Goodwill and picked a suit off the rack and had to wear that to your brother's wedding. That's what it was like for me. So here's a little zoomed in picture of my brother and I walking. These pants, they definitely did not check the box of slim fit uh, when they selected the pants. Let's see if you can see. Look at these pants, oh my Craig. gosh. <laughs> Matt, Matt, can you see those pants? Look at that. My brother is on. Uh, it's like clown pants. My brother's on the other side, obviously. His pants look very nice. He looks like straight out of a catalog. And you got my pants that just absolutely did not fit. So I actually uh, got an email, you know, Men's Warehouse said, give us a review, you know, tell us how you did. So I filled out the survey, Greg. And I said, I, I, I said what I said. I said what I just said on this episode. I said, you know, this is crap. You know, the, the fit of the pants were, were way off, not even close. You know, you guys rush through these measurements. You don't listen to what I ask for. Next thing you know, I look like an idiot in front of my entire extended family. So thanks a lot, Men's Warehouse. Uh, we're certainly not going to be sponsored by them, and I'm okay with that. Uh, I'm taking my services elsewhere when I get married. I feel that. That's uh, It's not fun looking like a goofball in front of everyone. Yeah, see, that's how you would describe it, goofball. Dude, my cousins were laughing hysterically <laughs> the entire time we took pictures, the entire wedding. Every time they looked at me, they would just laugh and laugh and laugh. Uh, so that was a really, really tough pill to swallow. Um, Matt probably paid them extra to do this. He's like, he hey, probably, like if I slip you yeah. an extra hundred, can you make, make my brother look like a dumbass? 
I started thinking about it, and and now my cousins and my brother and I have a group chat on Snapchat that my cousin renamed Dave Woods Used Car Sales because they, they said my suit looked like a used car, car salesman. So that was that was a rough one. That was a tough pill to swallow. But uh, that's my my first grinds my gears. I'll let somebody else go next. You got it, Matt. Uh, yeah, yeah. One comment about those like who has that big of a crotch? Like, why do you need all that room? It makes no sense. I don't know. You've seen some people at the store that have like the big front fupas, you know, maybe they got to put those things in there. So they must have checked fupa for me instead of slim fit. So that's tough. Yeah, you got to wear skinny jeans in there next time. <clears throat> yeah, maybe. At least uh, it's kind of a compliment. Right. They, uh, they, they thought I was packing. When they went for the stretch across the waist, they must have felt something and thought that I needed the <laughs> size. So. All right, go ahead, Matt. Sorry. Um, I just got a, I got a quick one. Um, like fast food restaurants, like Qdoba, you know, Chipotle, Subway, even now, when they ask for a tip when you pay for a credit card, mm. are you kidding me? And then you got to look like a jerk because you're not tipping a cash register lady. Like, why are you asking for a tip at a fast food restaurant and you're already like raising your prices and stuff? So like, I. Don't have a lot of emotions, but I do kind of feel bad a lot sometimes. So like, I usually like tip very well. I worked at Applebee's while in uh, college um, to uh, help pay for it, and it just sucked. And I think I was a pretty good waiter, and I just so I always tip pretty well. So like, it it just pisses me off, and like, they're staring at me. Like, I even put the credit card in these days. Like, you're you're doing nothing. Besides clicking one button and then you're asking for a tip and it's already like raised prices. So I don't mind tipping that when you're actually serving me, but fast food restaurants, Subway, don't ask for a tip. Yeah, dude. I mean, uh, you hit the nail on the head. Uh, I, I cannot stand when they got the. I know that it's going to be a bad experience for me when they got the iPad because they're just, you know, I put my card in, you know, they're going to flip the damn thing towards me and it's going to say, you know, how much would, would you like to tip 10, 20 or 30%? And I'm like, well, where's zero as an option? Because this is BS, dude. Like all I did was pick up a pizza and now next thing you're going to know, I have to tip. Like it's already overpriced. Like you said, the food prices are skyrocketing inflation. And next thing you know, I got a tip. Come on. I went, I went golfing today. Every single item I purchased, they asked for a tip. And I was like, dude, this is unreal. I booked online. I'm not going to tip. I buy a water. I'm not going to tip. You grabbed it out of the fridge. Like, I'm sorry. I also appreciate, you know, tipping people when you're sitting down and getting served because those people don't make much. Their hourly rate is, is, is not good. Uh, they're, they're out there working for something. They're, they're working They're I'm proud of that. You know, they're, they're serving me. I'm perfectly fine being, being a good tipper there. But when you're at a fast food place, you know, I couldn't agree more. Yeah. I'm in the same boat. I, I'd even maybe take it a step further. I don't like, or I, I I'm a good tipper. But I wish that restaurants would just build that in their prices and like not tip. You know how like other parts of the world don't really tip, like because it, it's also unfair because like kitchen staff doesn't get tipped sometimes, but like they're not making you know that much, much more like hourly or whatever. So I just think the whole like tipping situation is frustrating and needs to be needs to be rethought out as a society. So that's my challenge to our audience. If you okay. own a restaurant, change change it. <laughs> That's that's an interesting take. Um, I do I do like when you're with like a big group of people and then the bill says like there's been twenty percent tip already added 
so yeah. you don't have to even worry about it like i like that you know that's that's yeah. kind of a good a better restaurant experience like there's not that awkward interaction there's not the especially like those little the little kiosks now that they have like at, at the end of each table i think applebee's might have had those matt when you were there but like where they're just like oh here's your kiosk that you got to put your card through and then they're like standing there as like you're probably putting in the tip like that's awkward i'm not a fan of that either um Craig, I, I want you to do yours, but I have to do this one first because it's just it fits perfectly. I would say bad tippers also grinds my gears. You guys ever yeah. been out with like a group of people and like people are just like scumbag tippers? Dude, there's nothing worse. Like you just feel so embarrassed like for the people you're with and like it's such an uncomfortable feeling. Like uh just like gives me the heebie jeebies just seeing someone like either someone your age like when you're in high school or college and they're just like, Oh, I'm not going to tip or I'm not even going to leave any tip. And you're just like, well, now I got to like overcompensate and tip even more to make up for my scumbag friends or even worse when you're with like an adult, like a grown adult that tips like a scumbag. And you're like, dude, cause it, cause I'll be honest. I don't even tip off like performance. I have a baseline 20% tip for everybody, even if they're the worst waiter I've ever had. And then I'll tip more if they're really good. But yeah. like people that are like, they only filled my water once, 5% tip. It's like, dude, come on. Like, they're super busy. You don't know what they got going on in their day. Like, they look stressed. They're sweating. They're running around. Like, you're being rude to them anyways in the start, and then you're going to tip them scummy? Like, it just grinds my gears so much, dude. Yeah, that's that's well said. All right, it's... thanks. <laughs> okay, go ahead. That was a good rant. Go ahead. No, I mean, I I, I don't have any grinds in my gears. I've, I've, I've had a good a good month and a half, but I, I do agree with you all on the tipping stuff. Like um, I do think at one point I had jotted in my notes, the, like the subway thing, because that, that I'm like, well, this, this, this seems weird. Um, but I, and I, like I said, I'd rather they, like places just raise their prices and not do tipping. Like I'd rather that just be a thing, but. Yeah. But, you know. but to Matt's point and to counter argue your point, Fast food places should not raise their prices and then account for a tip. You should not be tipped. No, that's and, fine. Yeah. yeah, like, I mean. I'm even saying, like, though, like, yeah, if you go out to, you know, I don't know. I'm trying to think of. Red Robin? Like, yeah, sure. Red Robin. Like, I'd rather them just raise their prices 20% and they say, like, don't worry about tipping. We're, like, paying our employees better. If they say that. Yeah. Because No, could yeah, be exactly. Double, that, that's, that's, my, that's my ideal state. I'd want that. It could be double dipping. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, Matt, do you have any more grinds in my gears? Craig is obviously just a, a happy-go-lucky guy that can't complain about anything. Uh, well, let's just see. Just everything about flying, pretty much. Um, I love the whole idea of getting somewhere faster, but I just hate it. I hate everybody that works in an airport is the biggest jerk bag ever. It's like they act like you know, like you fly every day, like you're like a business. But I, I've the last time I flew was whenever. Like I'm through, they're like yelling at you and all this stuff. In Mexico airport, you had to wear a mask for the show, but um, they're just screaming at you, acting like you know what to put in, what you can have in it. That's like, please have some patience with me. And then also, I just have like anxiety. Like I have like all these drugs I've never even seen in my life. Like someone planted them in my backpack or suitcase or something. So I have like all this anxiety going through the airport. Like I'm gonna get searched and they're gonna find a bunch of heroin in my bag and I'm gonna get tackled by dogs and like just these unrealistic like fears and then once I'm on the plane it's fine but I just hate security and the airport I'd rather just drive 
I couldn't. I could not agree more. I know Craig is a big airport guy. He's a big fan of flying, a big advocate of, of flying. But I hate flying, dude. I hate the logistics of getting to the airport, going through security, and having the TSA people scream at you. You know, like you said, you like get anxious about stuff you shouldn't be anxious about. You're like, you could have a completely empty backpack when you went to the airport. Next thing you know, you could just have bricks of cocaine in there that they're gonna all of a sudden find and be like, "Sir, what is this? You care to explain this?" And I'm like, I thought all I had was a Dyson like uh, toothbrush and some some toothpaste in there. And next thing you know, I'm getting tased. You know, I, I I'm not a big fan. Next and and then you get into the airport, you get past security if you're lucky enough, and then you want to get some food. You're hungry. Yeah, good luck. You better take out a loan at the the local bank because that food is going to be crazy expensive. They're probably going to flip the tablet and ask you for a tip there too. Uh, you want some entertainment? You want to go get a magazine? That's going to be forty eight dollars for a magazine. Uh, I don't know. I'm just, I'm big anti-airports guy. I'm not anti-flying, but I'm anti-airports. Come prepared. Bring, bring food, bring a magazine, download a podcast. Yeah, but you're a big flying guy. Like Matt and I, we don't fly. So when we do fly, we're, we're either unprepared. The rules and laws have changed over the 10 years since the last time we flew. And, you know, it's just like we're getting in and we're, we're trying to figure out what gate to go to. We, we don't have all the intricacies like you're walking around with your rolling suitcase, your zippy, zippy bag of Cheez-Its, your empty water bottle that you knew, knew to plan ahead on and your little uh, neck roll. And, and meanwhile, we're sweating it out in the security line. Getting drugs planted on you. Yeah, getting drugs planted on us. <laughs> they, they prey on the guys that, that look that, that they don't know what they're doing. I, I will agree with you though. They do act like everyone has flown a million times and that's not, that's definitely not fair. Not the case. Like people, you know, pe- people make mistakes at airports too. Like, you know, so, like sometimes I, I hate when someone has like their water bottle fill, filled up and then they get super mad about it. It's like, they probably just like, you just, they, they forgot to dump it. You know, like that happens. And they're like, sir, what do you think you're doing with that full water bottle? Like, <laughs> Come on, man. Just give me a break. Just tell me to go dump it out or ask nicely. Like, Jesus. They're always like ripping the ID and passport or whatever out of your hand. Like they're like the police pulling you over. You're like, dude, give me a break. I definitely, I definitely do like airports more than you. Although I, I, I think it's a fun, fun escape from the real world. Yeah. Because it's hell, dude. I don't, it's escape (laughs) from the real world because it's hell. Um, I have a grinds my gears that has developed uh, ever since my new job. So uh, a positive note is that I do have parking at my new job. Uh, for the listeners that have listened for, for the duration of these 17 episodes, you know that my parking situation in Iowa City was miserable. Um, but here in Omaha, I do have a parking garage that I park in. But it has developed a new grinds my gears of people that back in to parking spots specifically in this grinds my gears in uh, parking garages but it could be anywhere because dude when i'm flying in this parking garage in the morning running 10 minutes later already and these scumbag truck drivers or people in cars are taking the time to stop turn to the side back in go forward and readjust that's an extra 30 seconds that i'm going to be late so you have to tack it on to my already lateness so it just drives me crazy dude that these people find a need to back in they act like we're at like game seven of the world series that they're not going to be able to get out if they have to back up after at the end of their work shift dude just go forward into the spot and let other people drive past you it's crazy well said any thoughts any thoughts either of you like do you are you back into spot guys or what's the deal like why nobody just resonates with that 
I don't get back in, but people say it's safer. I, I don't know what the data shows. I, I, I'm, I'm kind of with you though, but I don't, I don't get this bad yeah, about it. But, there's no data like, on that being safer, dude. Yeah, they, they for sure can track how many accidents there have been and if they're backing in, backing in or going in the, the normal way. But oh, we'll, we'll, have to, we'll have to look at that and research. You know, I'll, I'll have an answer next, next show. But I, I'd be frustrated too. I, I get that one. Can I add any, anything else for you that you just want to get out, get off your chest? Uh, no, I, I have been a back-upper ever since I've had a backup camera on my car, though. <clears throat> Actually, not always, but like at the high school and stuff, like whenever there's traffic getting out, because that like whenever you're in a packed parking lot, it's not the easiest to back out and go. It's way easier to just go out. So ever since the backup camera, and if it's like a packed parking lot, I'll back up. But but it doesn't take me like 30 seconds. I don't know what you're talking about. And I mean, I won't do it if it's packed. Like usually it's wide open. Um, but kind of quick one relates to cars. Um, it's kind of happened the other day. Well, first of all, grinds my gears when anyone has a bumper sticker on there, just because whatever, agree, disagree. Like it just pisses me off when I like don't, whatever bumper sticker. I hate you. And then, uh, <clears throat> the other day, and then I also hate, okay, this guy had a bumper sticker, but then I, I hate when, uh, I don't know if this happened to you guys, but like later on you think about a situation and you're like, wait, that just happened. I should have done this type of thing. Or like you like realize something like later and you're like did that just happen and like you so, should have reacted differently and stuff so regret is on your grinds my gears of this week that's just no, regret. Not all regret but like when you don't like realize what happened until how, like, how weird something was yeah and like you like i should have said something i should have done this i should have done that whatever but uh um the other day is guy with a bumper sticker is asshole just whipped right out in front of me i don't even really know what happened but then we're at a light he's right in front of me and he throws his hazards on and i, I was like confused for like a little bit and then i like thought about it and I was, like he was already gone and i thought about it and i was like he threw his hazards on to like send me a message about something i did while like basically like flipping me off but i didn't like realize that too he was gone otherwise i would have like thrown next to him and had a conversation that was like a, a mini, like, oh, I should have done this if I realized. See, I was being a jerk bag type of thing. But like, bumper Did stickers I hate. And they turn in front of you and drive the speed limit. No, he didn't give me the bird. He gave me the hazards, which I didn't. <laughs> I didn't speak that language until five minutes later. And yeah. Yeah. Throwing back, you know. Throwing up the hazards is a soft move because nobody really understands what you're saying. So like sometimes that means like you're in trouble, but like throwing up the hazards, like, dude, just at least get some hair in your chest and flip me off, you know, like, and most people that do have bumper stickers do drive like assholes. I will say like, there's gotta be studies on that, Craig. And I would say that the numbers support that those people drive like scumbags. I'll, uh, I can verify that for next show too. Thank you. Who wants to put I, a bumper sticker on your car? Like, you want the whole world to know the things you believe in and things you support. The things that piss me off is the uh, the baby on board, like like you think I'm gonna try to oh, slam. You. Yeah, you think I'm gonna try to slam into your car in the first place, and then the next thing you know, you say there's a baby, and I'm like, all right, I guess I won't slam into this guy's bumper this time. Like, no, dude, I'm not trying to slam into anybody. So the fact that you have a baby on board, like I just want to drive past him and say congratulations, man, congratulations. Nobody cares about your baby on board. Okay. 
I'm just saying, Craig, no one's trying to get into an accident. No, I, I, you're about to get into an accident. You're not looking at the baby on board sticker and swerving out of the way. You're going to swerve out of the way, no matter what, like nobody even knows how to read that fast. So rip off your baby on board sticker, go get the goo gone at the store and peel that stuff off. They still can play new favorite grinds, my geeks. <laughs> and you know what's even worse is people that have the stickers of like the little stick figures of who's in their family. Oh my god, dude! No one needs to know that you're married and have three kids and a dog. Take those stupid stickers off. When you have kids, David, I can't wait to give you that as a present. <laughs> oh my god, I'm not putting them on. <laughs> Unbelievable those stickers. I don't know who came up with those stupid things and how they sell, but I'm sure that person's a millionaire. <laughs> oh, I love it. You could uh, put like a I stand with the blue uh, bumper sticker on your car when you get pulled over. When I lived in West Dallas, there were a bunch of those like I stand with the police like signs. And I was like, yeah, if I was like selling drugs or like running like a warehouse, whatever, pimps, I'd have I stand with the blue. You know, I stand with the police right in my front yard, you know, keep them away. Yeah, that's what when people did the blue tape across the, the back window. That was like the get out of jail free card, they thought, you know, <laughs> like you yeah, could yeah, you could just drive like 150 and be like, officer, did you see the blue piece of tape? Give me a break. <laughs> I stand with you, sir. I stand with you. Like he's going to dap you up and be like, my bad, bro. I didn't see that. And you got a baby on board. I'll let you go this time. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> All right. Obviously, I have plenty of Grinds My Gears, but I think this was a long enough Grinds My Gears segment. Matt, thanks for participating. Uh Let's roll into a little would you rathers. I, I think that's a good segment. I like posting them on my story and people like to, you know, chime in which one they agree with. I will say on the last time I posted them, most people agreed with you, Craig, which means that yeah. most people are wrong, uh, which I'm okay like, with. Overwhelming me. Like it should, it surprised me. I'm okay being in a minority knowing that I'm right. That's okay with me. Um, so I don't remember if I asked this on any, so tell me if I did, but uh, Matt, I want you to go first. Would you rather have a beach house or a lake house. You're just asking ocean or lake? Basically, yeah. It's a tough one. He's he's really thinking about it, folks. Yeah, this is this is not easy. I mean I would say probably we're just talking in general. I'd I'd go lake. Um I feel like beach houses are more you're on like a, a beach that people can access a little more and like tend to like i'm just thinking like walking the beach in florida and stuff all those million dollar houses and stuff but like people are on the beach right outside your house like yeah they can't be in your backyard but i think like a lake house is a lot more secluded most of the time like obviously i think we're, we're just thinking in general but uh <clears throat> but it'd be pretty sweet to be on the ocean too um, and you're kind of asking like gold or silver here, Devo. I don't know. I'll go lake. All right, Craig. I think I'd go lake too, but pretty pretty different reasons. Like I, I don't think I want to live on the east or the west coast. Is more of my reason. So like, you know, I, I like the Midwest. So there's not you know there's not any oceans in in, in the Midwest. So I think that makes me have to go to a lake house. But I do love beaches. And my top option would be like, you know, throwing in some sand and making like an actual beach on a lake, that kind of thing. Yeah, but there's really no such thing as like a great beach on a lake. You know, it's usually like muddy sand, like nastiness in your feet. But the you guys both just are nice in Chicago. Some good beaches. 
Bradford yeah, Beach in Milwaukee. Bradford Beach, man, that's not a really great place to hang out. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a, not necessarily on National Geographic's top 100 beaches, I'll tell you that much. Uh, but, yeah, you guys took this in, in a different direction than I thought you would, Matt. I, I think that's a good good thought, like the seclusion aspect. I didn't really think of it that way. I guess I was thinking more like, yeah, okay, that, yeah, that's a good thought. I think if you're, if you're going for more like a secluded feel, people really aren't going to walk into your backyard at a lake house, but but they will every day at a beach house. So that's a good thought. Craig, I didn't really think about like the geographic place that you'd be living, so that's an interesting thought too. Um, yeah, I would have to go lake house mostly because I like swimming in a lake more than I like swimming in the ocean. Um, that's true. The, the beach at the beach is obviously nice. I like the feel of, of nice soft sand on your toes. But once you get in the actual water, like it sucks to have like the sting of salt water in your near in your your nose and your ears and your eyes, you know, in your mouth when you accidentally taste it. Like I love the feeling of like a lake, even though it's not clean, it feels clean. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I, I agree. And I also am terrified of sharks. So not not having to worry about sharks in a lake. Uh, I know there are sharks in lakes now if you see it on river monsters. But you usually don't have to worry about it when you're at like a, a lake. So I'd say that aspect makes me feel more comfortable definitely being in a lake. Um, Good question. Thank you. John Opine, uh, shout out John Opine. He's a listener. But his father, Michael Opine, who's also my buddy now, he listens too. And he wanted to do this quick would you rather. Basically, we all know what the answer is. But he had to drive a mattress on the top of his vehicle five hours up to Michigan to to uh, his daughter's new place and basically he was saying would you rather drive a mattress tied to the top of your car and have to stop every hour to make sure that it you know tighten it back up or would you just pay for the shipping to get the mattress delivered up there i would pay (laughs) i would much rather pay yeah he would too he would too (laughs) matt thoughts are are you going the cheap route uh are you going to pay for the delivery well i have a nissan altima and it breaks down randomly all the time. <laughs> right now, it like doesn't uh, <clears throat> it doesn't go from park to reverse or neutral or something like that. <laughs> and sometimes I'm like sitting there for like up to like three to four minutes, which doesn't seem like a long time. But when you're trying to shift your car from park to reverse for three minutes, my blood gets boiling and I start punching the wheel and stuff. It's crazy. I have to like I turn my car off. My car is just I don't know. Our parents taught us to buy a cheap car, but it's like this thing cost me more than a freaking Mercedes does at this point because everything's breaking down. I bought a used 2014 Nissan Altima, but it cost me $1,000 every six months because something breaks. Um, so I'm not bringing a mattress on that thing. Um, so, no, that was, that was a dumb question. How about you guys? <laughs> would you rather? Uh, would you rather look like you're the strongest person in the gym or be the strongest person in the gym would you rather be the guy that's throwing around the most weight or would you rather just look like it can i ask is the guy that is the strongest is he like skin and like does he look like craig like skin and bones like the the chemistry you know bone set that's hanging from the ceiling or or what are we talking is the guy still a little more huskier okay like would you rather be a chubby guy that can lift a bunch of weight or be chiseled and be weak Basically, is that what you're asking? Would you rather, yeah. Would you rather look like you're the strongest or actually be the strongest? Craig, thoughts? Well, I don't look like I'm the strongest, but I am pretty strong. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> I would much rather actually throw the weight around. And then I don't really care. Um, 
I guess I have a fiance too, so I feel like I, I don't really need to impress anyone. So that that, that factors in, but I'd, I'd much rather like be able to, to perform. Dude, I disagree completely. I would much rather look like the sexiest, strongest guy in the gym because I don't even go to the gym, so I don't care how much weight I can get. Nobody asks me what my max is, but if I can walk around in a swimsuit and feel comfortable, yeah, I would much rather have that any day of the week. What do you think, Matt? You're a big gym goer. What's your choice here? I don't know. Craig, that was a big D Wood answer there with uh, kind of, I have a girlfriend. <clears throat> D Wood's had a girlfriend his whole life. Uh, he's, uh, he's a very lovable guy, but uh, <laughs> he's uh, he used to be pretty ripped. And then uh, I kind of passed him up. Uh, he got a little, little chubby, kind of, oh, he's got this pretty girlfriend. He doesn't have to try anymore. He eats thousand wings at Buffalo Wild Wings and uh, gets fat and doesn't work out anymore. <laughs> um, I definitely look like it. I mean, you're at the beach and no one uh, knows how much you can uh, lift. I mean, you just got to look it. So that's my answer. Fair enough. I deserve that. I really let myself go. That, hence the name Peak to College. Okay, well, I like the fact I like the fact that you came with a question. Do you have any more? Or is that just one that was... That was a good you, one. I like that. That you just wanted to get off your chest. Do you have anything else? Um... You don't have to think of it on the spot. I got some other ones if you don't have any. No, yeah, I don't have a question, but uh, yeah, go ahead. What, you got something you want to talk about? No, I mean, I, I, I have uh, I had a little little story time plan, and I'd like to hear a little something for you, too, just based on the uh, title of this podcast, Peaking College. Um, I think it's good you guys continue to have new guests. Maybe you guys can get, like, someone who went to uh, USD, UCLA, kind of just hear the different atmospheres. I'm going to share a story about a little cheap uh, public college. You guys went to $50,000 a year college. Little, uh, oh, we lost you. His Wi-Fi is cheap, too. Yeah. <laughs> cheap college, cheap Wi-Fi. Are you back with us? Well, I can hear you. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. You tell your story, Mr. Public School. No, well, I don't really know how to transition into it. I thought you had a question. No, <laughs> I don't want to do We did enough. Just story time about my college? Yeah, this is Josh McInerney's segment called Story Time. Let's see what kind of story you have to tell. <clears throat> I have plenty of stories, but... Uh, First one, I think, is uh, first day of getting dropped off at Whitewater. I think, I'm pretty sure Dad, like, found, like, all the beer I, like, brought or whatever. But, um, so, like, that just started off right off the bat as I'm, like, getting bringing into the dorms, like, hearing all this poking around, all the beer I probably stole from his fridge. Um, so, that was kind of great start getting dropped off. Pretty sure they left right away because first thing I remember is... Uh, Going over to uh, Bobby Hall's house uh, or his apartment back in the day, like just got dropped off. Didn't even put my stuff in like my apartment, but I had some uh, high school buddies that went there. First thing I do is go over there, whatever, party, have a good time. It was great. Moving days, great, probably every college. Um, but first night, I remember um, just college is wild, man. You just kind of, hey, like, especially like freshman, sophomore year, like, Hey, what are you guys doing tonight? One, four, six, 
like Walmart Avenue. You just walk into this random house and like some people are sitting on the couch and just go in the basement and it's just disgusting down there. But so first night I remember just meeting this random person, um, found this address for this random house. I knew no one there and uh, cops come. <laughs> so we're hiding in this bathroom. Um, cops are like banging on the window, like the window of the bathroom and stuff. There's probably a hundred people in this tiny little house. It's like my first night in college. I'm like, all right, I'm already going to get an underage drinking ticket. This is not good. Um, ended up, they just didn't open the door and they left. Um, so it was like a good night, but, but like, that was my first thing. It's like, all right, first night, like I get it. Like it, it always happens to someone in college, but I swear first night, Cops were outside. Nothing ever happened. It was all good to go. But um, yeah, that was my first day at Whitewater. Cops were outside the house. Thought I was going under first day, but I survived a little longer. <laughs> what about your guys' first day moving day? Yeah, Whitewater is notorious for those house parties. I feel like Drake wasn't as didn't have as good of house like random house parties. And then like every time I went to Whitewater, we would just walk to some random houses and go to parties. Like that that, that was a cool aspect of Whitewater. I think I think Drake was like very clicky with their parties. Like you yeah, go to sure. like a fraternity party, and a majority of the houses are fraternity. You go to a sorority party, like a majority of the the satellite houses is sorority and the fraternity. Like you go to a football party, it's all for football guys. But at Whitewater, like it's just a hodgepodge of people that found out about this house party and is just there for a good time. Craig, do you have any good, uh, you know, start of college stories? Not really. I don't really. Rem- I mean, moving day, I thought it was stressful, but like all the football players just took everything and moved it up in like five minutes. It was super quick. Um, I can't really. Yeah, like I don't really remember. I remember just playing a bunch of like. Play like cards against humanity, like first night. You know, everyone on the on the on the floor got to meet each other. It's just it's wild to think about that. Like, you know, just thousands of people just come together and like don't know anyone. You know, it's weird. But um, I don't I don't have any super memorable like first first week or first day stories. Yeah, as I say, I don't have too many good first days of college stories, but I have a good last day of uh, freshman year story. Uh, Craig was there, so he can attest to this too, um, and I'm going to incriminate him with me. So last day of freshman year, my dad was in town, ready to to pack up my stuff and, and move me out. Uh, but I went out that night. I thought one last hurrah before we move home for the summer, you know. So I went out uh, to a little bar um, next to the post office on University or Forest Avenue called West End. We were there till late, I think till bar closed, whatever that is. You would know more than I would, Craig, 2 o'clock. I think so. It's about, it about 2 o'clock. Me, Craig, Nate Morehauser, and some females are leaving the bar. We're about to go walk to McDonald's down the road. And and mind you, Forest Avenue is probably the second busiest road in, in all of Des Moines besides University Avenue. But, you know, when you got to go, you got to go. And I had to I had to urinate really bad. Matt, you know, kind of ties back to your story in the, in the Mexican van. And right then and there, you know, I was like, hold on, guys. Stop. I have to go. So I decided to go right on this big oak tree right off Forest Avenue. And next thing you know, uh, there's a flashlight at the back of my head. And it's it, luckily, was Drake security, not not Des Moines police. And he was like, oh, rough timing for you, son. And I was midstream, so I had to finish it off. You know, <laughs> I, I finished about 45 more seconds of pee uh, while this guy shined his flashlight in the back of my head. Next thing you know, I turn around when I'm done. 
And my group of six or seven people is now just me and Nate, an army of two. Shout out Nate Morauser for sticking with me during that. But everybody else bolted, including Craig. He was good as gone, left me in the dust. Talked to those those uh, security officers. They told me all the crimes that I committed in that that very instance. Uh, basically told me they could have thrown me in the slammer if they wanted. But thank God I had the uh, blue tape across the back of my car because it let me go scot-free. And we walked down to, to McDonald's and, and met up with Craig and those ladies and, and had some McChickens. But, oh, and to end the story, we went back to our dorms. And for some reason... Oh, yeah, because my two roommates were not big drinkers or partiers. Neither was I, but they just didn't at all. We got back to the dorms. I didn't want to disturb them. It was like 3 in the morning. So Nate and I slept in a vacant dorm room in Stallnucker Hall on two, like, in a vacant dorm room on two dorm beds that had, like, no sheets or mattress or anything. It was, it was kind of disgusting, but we had packed up all our stuff, and, and so we decided to sleep right there. That's hilarious. So I, I remember the story a little differently because I also had to go to the bathroom super bad. And I ran ahead, I think, before the public safety came up because I just had to go. So that's why I ran ahead. This is like, oh, like, I'll just, I'll just wait till McDonald's. But I really that's had not, to go. That's not how I remember it happening. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. All right. But now well, it, it worked out. It worked out. Matt, what was you? Wasn't as good as your remember, story. Remember, uh, I remember I went to your, uh, um, where was it? You played at like Brown Deer. I remember I came and I had that like gash on my head. I don't remember that at all. <laughs> the basketball game? Yeah, you played at like Brown Deer or something to, like go to state or whatever. Yes, yes, I remember Not that. You did it. You had the big gash on your head, yes. What about the gash? Yeah, that was uh, like uh, Craig. That was from running uh, from the cops. Me and uh, we were all walking on. Uh, uh, I would never fight the police, but you can run until uh, they say anything. I never heard anything. Uh, we we're just walking on like the main street, and me and my buddy uh, Clay, uh, great guy, um, throws like we're just walking. It's like whatever, 10, 11 o'clock. Dark. He just throws like his beer. He's an idiot. He throws his beer. We didn't see, but there was a cop like on the main street. Does a UE, turns his lights. So first thing, we just book it. And I ended up running through a fence and like gashed my head. I like jumped over probably like three or four fences and I ended up getting away because like Whitewater has like it's like mixed community and then like college houses. So there's a big like RV with like the wheels and everything. And I hid under that, like I was like, like, uh, like on the show, like cops for like probably like 30 minutes. And then uh, until the homeowner came home and then I was like, I like came out from under the, it was like a fully like $150,000 RV. Like I like crawled out under it. I'm like full like dirt. My head's like bleeding. I was like, oh, can you give me a ride home? I was like, the cops are looking for me. They're like, you're fine. Just walk. And then, uh, they ended up giving me a ride home. So I made it home. Clay made it home, but ran through a fence. It's the only time I ever ran from the cops, but I never heard them say stop or anything. I just saw lights and I ran. Um, but yeah, that's fair. Athletic. 
Well, I'm glad you got away. That's good. I, I'm shocked. To, shout out those people for giving you a ride home. I don't think I would, you know, be as nice. I think if someone was like had a gash in their head and was covered in mud and said, "Hey, can you take me home? I'm running from the cops." I don't think I would have taken them home. So <laughs> shout shout out those people in Whitewater. Yeah, it's Whitewater. Ah, <laughs> uh, boy. All right. Any any other good stories? I don't know if I have very good stories to tell about college. I was kind of a loser. Um, no, not really. Uh, I want to say to thousands, thousands of viewers, but um, I think just like a big difference, you would, you know, I'm a walker. You're definitely a walker too. I've gotten snaps in Madison walking around four in the morning, not knowing where you're going. But uh, uh, my birthday, my first birthday, 19, 19 years old, um, I got my, my buddies, whatever buddy. He was older than me. I got his like real ID. Um, it was like his birthday on like same day, but he was like of age and everything. Went to the bars, had a great time. Um, ended up walking Whitewater. You walked everywhere, um, like Drake, Uber, whatever downtown. Depending where you're going, Whitewater walked so like probably like a mile and a half. It was like a big T from bars, Walmart, and hotel dorms. So I'm walking. I continue to walk another like mile and a half past like the dorms, uh, end up in the hotels. Um, that was a fun experience, but uh, you wouldn't know as I'm a leaver of walker. Um, that was good night, good time, um, good birthdays. But yeah, Whitewater, I definitely did not peak in college. Number one, I worked too much. Um, you wouldn't know as Kathy and Tom always get mad at us for working too much, but then get mad at us for not having money. You really can't please them. Um, I worked like 40 hours in college, and it was stupid because this is why I didn't peak. Remember when I was fat, didn't have this beard, um, kind of more than what he would, a little dumber. And uh, but, fair enough. Um, so all I did was like work my life away, like Fridays. I remember literally working every Friday and taking guys out of the group home every Friday to dinner and stuff. So like I missed out on those. I feel like. D Wood, and I don't know, Craig, if you had like a good balance of like volunteering, working, getting involved. But like, I didn't really get involved in anything. All I did was like work 40 hours a week, take classes, um, and then partied too much when I had a little free time. Um, so I like, guess why I didn't peak in college, like didn't build enough relationships, didn't get involved, didn't network enough, didn't really kind of experience it. I was there, went there in high school. I'm going to go to Whitewater just to drink. When I was there, oh man, any drinking money just worked. And now it's not even like I like made enough money to like do anything anyway. So like wish I would have found a balance there and had a little better time, but I definitely did not peak in college. I'm looking at 30, <clears throat> 28 right now. I think I'll peak at like 30, but like things just keep getting better and better. Um hopefully I'm peaking at 30 here. Definitely did not peak in college. I would not go back to college if I could these days. Um Probably like a plumber or something. Saved me a lot of money, a lot of time, a lot of mistakes. Um, but definitely did not. Peaking college, got in a lot of trouble. I shouldn't have. That's um, okay. I mean, there five I, years for no reason. Five? Yeah. Well, you went for the extra year just to just to wrap it up and make sure <laughs> make sure that you weren't missing out on anything. So that's good. There's nothing wrong with going in for an extra year. We I went for six. Craig went for four. You know, there, there, it, there's no such thing as a specific amount of time you need to go to college. 
And uh, I think that even if you didn't peak in college, you still had some good experiences and some good stories that you shared with us today. And you can certainly come back anytime and, and tell some more stories. Because uh, I think I feel like Especially I don't about have, David. I feel like I don't have great college stories. Craig doesn't probably have great college stories. Uh, we're kind of lame. So I think, you know, you come on and, and are a fresh face to tell some good stories. And I'm optimistic looking at you because if I can look like you when I'm 28 years old, you know, maybe I'll be peaking again. So, uh, <laughs> so, so there's, there's hope for me, I think. Yeah, this was awesome. Thanks for coming on. I'm, I'm, I'm eager for more stories. Just make them about David next time when he was a kid, but, or, or, or more college stories. Cause those were great. Yeah, I don't know if he has too many good stories to to tell about me. When when we were growing up, you know, we weren't exactly uh, the closest of friends. So I think uh, he probably doesn't have many stories to tell because he didn't want to see me at all. Didn't want to hang out with me. So I can't blame him. That's okay. I was, I, I can't blame him. Sorry, do you have any siblings? Yeah, when did that change to you? When did we hated each other forever? <laughs> I don't know. I think it was probably when I went to college. I was just when I was away, away from the house, away from the family. You probably did. You'll never admit it, but I bet you missed me a little bit. And then it just made us get along a little bit better when I would come home. And now we're good friends. I think when dad started to like get pissed at you too. I can be in valid Victoria and the perfect goody goody. Mom and dad hated me. They still do. But like once, once they like got pissed at you for some stuff, I'm like, oh, all right, come join my team. Yeah. <laughs> over the good side here yeah you're like this guy's not so bad craig yeah you have you have a brother do you have any good sibling stories not that i can think of um yeah so i have an older sister and a younger brother um we're all pretty different but kind of similar um i'll have to i'll have to think about some good 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 sibling stories because i know they exist but i can't think of any right now I have a feeling that you guys all got along really well. More so than you two, it sounds like. <laughs> yeah, that's fair enough. Did you have all the matching stuff growing up? Like, we always had the same stupid stuff. The matching? Isn't that the same Pokemon pajamas? And, like, you always had yeah, the same stuff. Yeah, we have some stuff. pajamas or, yeah, yeah. That's just part of growing up, I think, with a sibling of the same sex. You know, I think like parents just like to buy the the same stuff to take cute pictures and all that stuff. And I like looking back and seeing those, you know, when we when we match. But then I think you were fine with that. You started getting pissed when we were like growing up, like high school kids, and I started buying like a lot of the same stuff that you had. Probably just because I thought thought it looked cool and I wanted to look like you, and so I started doing it. And that that's when you know you you were not a fan of that. All right. Time to wrap it up. David's getting a little emotional here, a little sensitive. <laughs> it's, it's that time of the evening. It's Sunday night. Uh, Craig's looking tired. His eyes are looking heavy. We can wrap up this episode, episode 17 of Peaked in College. Any final words matter, Craig, as we wrap it up here? Mm. Oh, thanks for having me. Um, I would love to come back uh, down the road. I'll come back with some D-Wood stories. I'll try to remember my memory so bad. I don't know if it's just my my mom has a terrible memory or I don't know, kid, but can't remember anything. Um, but I'll try to think of some good Dwood stories for uh, all the listeners here. Um, yeah, thanks for having me. This was great. It was good to hear someone's perspective who who didn't peak in college because I think you're the first person who that's been their answer. So we'll have to check in, you know, six months, a year, three months, whatever. 
and and see if you're still peaking. Yeah, I've I've never heard anyone say that they think they're going to peak at 30 until you just yeah. said that just now. So, shout out Matt for the positivity and the good vibes on this episode of Peaked in College. We need more good vibes on I'll this episode, David. Who am I right now? Think about it. Five years ago, you would look at me and you're like, "Oh, that." Or when I lived in West Dallas, you would. You'd, that guy's living in West. <laughs> For the rest of his life, he's just gonna be single, walking the bars, doing whatever. Look at me now. What do you know? Yeah, so, I would say that. I would say you're. I would say on your, you're there on the on the upward uh, trajectory. I, I would think that you have not peaked yet in your life, and you're you're still peaking as we speak. So I'm looking forward to to maybe when you when you do peak, you know maybe on your on your come down, we'll have you back on and get some grinds my gears from you. You know, hear about the the way down because the way up is is looking good, Matt. It's looking good. One last shout out to horse. Shout out horse for the t-shirt. Maybe we'll try to merchandise these and, and we'll reach out to him and, and get stuff uh, sold. So thank you all for listening to Peaked in College. This is episode 17 uh, with David Wood, Craig Nielsen, and special guest Matt Wood. So thanks for coming on, Matt. See you, fellas. Peace out. Thanks, Matt.